Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close for the Raiders. And Papali would be inappropriate. And the score! He's done it! He's done it! Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Round 20 sees the Green Machine head to the Gold Coast to take on the Titans after back-to-back wins against the Storm and the Titans. Joining us on the podcast this week is Lauren Pritchard. Hello, Loz. Hey, Ben. How are you going? And also, Chance Nickel-Cookstar. Chance, how are you, mate? Hey, good, thank you. How are you? Good, mate. Good. Good to have you both on board. Let's get stuck straight into it. Let's go around the horn and see what's making Raiders news this week. First cab off the rank is the re-signing of the coach, Ricky Stewart, for another two seasons. Uh, Loz, an important one for the club and great to have him, uh, you know, his future and the, the stability around that position secure for another couple of years. Yeah, it's great news to see Ricky re-sign to the end of 2025, so um, good to have that all locked in and out of the way and look forward to hopefully a finals appearance. What was the talk like amongst the boys, Chance, when they found out the news? Did they hit him up for a few coffees or something like that with the new, with the new contract? Yeah, there was a little bit of chat about that, you know. Um, especially from the, his following halfback, uh, Jamal Fogarty. So, <laughs> a little chat from Jar. But, yeah, like Loz said, it's really good um, news for the team and stability is important. We'll get to your situation and the what and your decision a little bit later. But um, in terms of Ricky, he obviously brought you here and gave you an opportunity to sort of cement a position in the NRL. So, I suppose you'll always have a, a good connection with him as a coach. Yeah, it was, you know, it's out there, the story of how I come to the Raiders and... Um, you know, I'll always be in, in debt for Ricky Stewart for the opportunity that he's given me. It's not often that that opportunity comes around and for him to take a gamble on me and um, also Andrew McFadden as well. He's been a big help with everything that's gone on here. So I'm um, in debt to both of those guys. Talking about re-signings, Loz, we've also had four players recommit. Uh, we've got Atta Mariotta, uh, Matt Frawley, Zach Wolford and James Schiller. Again, four players in the top squad uh, that have all um, had their opportunity and, and Atta Mariotta obviously not too far away as well. Yeah, it's great to see them all locked in. Um, obviously, Zach and James Schiller have debuted this year and played really well. Um, to have Frawls for an extra year as well is great. And yeah, as we've said before, Addo isn't too far off a debut as well. So it was great to lock him in for the next couple of years as well. John, Zach uh, Wolford, uh, similar situation to yourself, came here for an opportunity and has been able to take it with both hands and has played some pretty good footy since he came in. Yeah, Zach's a good fella. He's, he's hard case, man. He's, he's, he's a good character to have around the club and uh, he's, he's someone that everyone's really enjoyed having around the club. He's, he's got a um, different personality and you know, someone that people want to be around. So he's been a really good asset to the team and, you know, the club's done really well locking him in for another couple of years. We talked about uh, James Schiller. Um, we had him on the podcast a few weeks ago, Loz, but um, he obviously gained a bit of infamy there against the Storm a couple of weeks ago with those tries and particularly that one where he was able to, you know, show a bit of acrobatics to get back into the field. So, um, you know, good timing for him as well. Yeah, that's great news um, to have James re-sign for the next couple of years. Obviously, he had a great game against the Storm and um, a lot of more people probably realise who he is now after that game as well. So it was great to see him do well. Yeah, the old free-to-air game definitely gets you a little bit more coverage uh, and I'm sure a few more followers on his Instagram as well so well done to James Schiller uh, Zach Wolford uh, Matty Frawley obviously the experience there for another year and Atta Mariotta uh, round 20 uh, also doubles as the women in league round Loz um, an important uh, calendar moment in the game to celebrate everything that women do and particularly for the Raiders with the NRLW team coming in in 2023 yeah women in league grants is a great opportunity for um 
just ever, everyone to recognise, I suppose, the contribution of women in the game, whether that's mums and sisters from a young age or partners or administration as well. So um, the theme is play your part, so it's encouraging just gender diversity, uh, gender equality in um, rugby league. So it'd be great to see the boys run out this weekend for Women in League Round. Chance, women in your life, um, how have they uh, assisted you in your career, you know, previously and also currently as well? Yeah, uh, these two beautiful women in my life, my mum and uh, my wife. So, you know, obviously my mum's done a, a big heap uh, before I've uh, got to where I am today and, um, you know, always have a, a soft spot for them and always wanting to be close to them. Um, and my wife, you know, I've been through the ups and downs of the last couple of years, in particular last year, the injury and, um, you know, a little bit of injury this year as well. So um, really lucky to have a really good backbone and um, beautiful woman in my life to turn to. And the, and the low-key wedding that happened too <laughs> that sort of no one knew about. Tell us about what happened. Tell us about that because one day you went, uh, to, you came to training and then the next day you came and you were married. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah due to COVID, uh, you know, everything's had to change in this world and, you know, our wedding was one of those things that had to change. So uh, we were planning on having a back in Wellington in New Zealand uh, with all our family and friends and due to COVID we've had to do a bit of a last-minute change and, yeah, it was really nice, really beautiful. We had uh, people on our Zoom that couldn't be there and we had her, her uh, my best man and her bridesmaid there as well and, and um, my mother-in-law, her mum. So it was really nice, really enjoyed it. It was nice and subtle and, yeah, something that we always cherished. And some way that you'll always be able to connect back to Canberra as well, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. We, we really love our... Love, we've really loved our time here in Canberra and um, in particular me. I've been here for four years. Uh, so it's... Yeah, it's going to be a little bit hard to leave at the end of the year, but you know, I've got two beautiful boys at home waiting for me. So, Yeah, well, like I said, we're going to talk a little bit more about that situation coming up uh, in the show, but first of all, we're going to have a look at the match review of that win over the Warriors last weekend. Round 19 saw the Raiders up against the New Zealand Warriors at GIO Stadium. The Raiders with that come-from-behind victory. Um, sensational circumstances there. Really strong second-half performance. Let's talk about that game, Loz. Uh, first of all, the first 10 minutes, just chaotic. I don't think the Raiders had more than two, two touches. Uh, Nick Cottry's got pushed back in goal. Uh, and then poor Xavier Savage had one hit him on top of the head. So it wasn't the ideal start to that game. Definitely wasn't the ideal start. I think they had scored two tries in the first 10 minutes. So had us on the back foot really early. But, um, yeah, as we'll probably touch on now. But um, it was just great to see us change that game in the second half. Obviously, the ability to regroup at halftime was key. Chance, you guys would have been still probably, you know, finishing up your showers and stuff from the cup game. So it would have been a bit of a shock to walk out and see that score time, our scoreline at 40-0 at halftime. Yeah, no, it was a little bit surprising. We spoke about how important this, that game was for us as a club and as a team. And uh, I think we didn't want we didn't start the game how we wanted to. So there's been a really big focus about our starts to halves this week and uh, they've done really well to come back in, in that game. Yeah, I suppose one positive you take out of it, a start like that is the ability to, for the team to bounce back and, and come through with the win in the end. And uh, it was probably kick-started by a couple of special efforts from Jack Whiten, one really early in the half. He had two 40-20s in total. But that first one really put us on the front foot after half-time loss. Yeah, that, um, yeah, it was the first set of the second half where he kicked that first 40-20 and I think that led to Albert Apawadi's try. And then that second one led to Corey Hadawita-Nida's um, first try as well. So two really big plays in the game that really changed it for us. 
fellow Kiwi countryman uh, Corey had a weird night out chance coming off the bench last week was sensational scored a couple of tries and uh, and maybe even a third and uh, a little try celebration in there as well for try July. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think he's had that in the back pocket, waiting the whole month uh, to bring that out. So uh, he's he's been massive the last two weeks, and you know, just seeing him out there before he was the last one off the field. You know, he's really working at his game and working at his craft. So you can, it's really exciting to see it um, pay off. We spoke to both him and Emre Gula um, at media earlier this week, and both similar situations this year. They've um, they, they've uh, started the season in first grade and had to go back and play a, a lot of New South Wales Cup, and they're obviously starting to, to get an opportunity. I mean, that's a, the good thing about the squad at the moment. There's plenty of depth and first grade experience right throughout this whole squad. Yeah, there is plenty of depth, and you know we've sort of showed that since you know the first year I came in, 2019. You know, Emre he was a part of their grand final team, and um, you know, there's a few more boys. Corey's coming back from sickness, so, and you got the young boys too. You know, Atta, he's he's close to a debut man. He's like a little papa. So, really excited to see him get his crack. And um, yeah, the depth in the team, it's you know, it's showing right now. Yeah, the Raiders there with a big win against the New Zealand Warriors, and hopefully, we can carry that into this week's performance against the Titans. Chance Nickel Cookstar. Now, obviously, the big news for you coming out a couple of weeks ago is that you will be departing the club uh, at the end of the season. Um, obviously, some big reasons behind that, um, particularly around your family, and you've made the decision to go back to New Zealand. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a really tough decision um, and easy one at the same time. I really enjoyed my time um, here in, the, in Canberra, and in particular with the Canberra Raiders. And there's one thing that I've always said. Um, since I started my career and it's, I'm really grateful for Rugby League for the friends that I'm able to make and I've, I've made a really great bunch of friends since I've been here and you know brothers that I'll keep for life so um, as, as hard as it is I've, I've got two beautiful boys that are probably you know sticking out a little bit harder than what I would if I was here so um, yeah it's I'm looking forward to it um, but I'm really looking forward to finishing the year strong here too hopefully deep into finals and you know, we have banners here in the gym, so hopefully we get a gold one. We've got mm. a silver one from 19 at yeah, the moment. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, it's probably hard for you to put into words, but just how hard has it been for you over the past couple of years um, since the COVID pandemic started and the ability that you, you probably haven't had to spend that time with your boys um, that you probably would have had had there been no COVID and no pandemic and travel and everything like that was affected? Yeah, it actually came at, at the worst time uh, possible. Um, they went home and, you know, COVID came. So uh, there was no opportunities just to uh, Zoom back and see them for a weekend or a week. Or, you know, there was a couple of times there we were doing like six-month stints. So um, it was a really, really tough period for myself. But I, I know that it's, it's getting a little bit tougher for them. My younger one's starting to talk more and sort of understand. And um, for him to sort of bring up, you know, how much he misses me and... Um, you know, his older brother's been like that for a while now. So, yep, COVID's definitely made it a lot harder and, um, yeah, it'll, it'll all be over soon. Yeah, you talk about the the willingness to succeed for the rest of this season and, and go um, through and, and create a legacy. Is that obviously in the front of your mind at the moment that you want to try and finish your career here on that as high as possible? Yeah, 100%. You know, I've been here for a really long time and I've really enjoyed my time here, like I've said, um, and there's nothing more that I want to do than finish the year strong with the boys here. You know, as I guess I owe it to them and I owe it to myself as well to make sure that I finish on a high, and um, it all starts out there on the paddock, so just looking after what I can control and um, hopefully back in the squad soon. 
You've had a bit of a frustrating year this year so far with injury. Um, how tough has that been? Yeah, it's been really frustrating. It's, um, you know, the ups and downs of, of rugby league, it's it's definitely one that, you know, you definitely want to be a part of. It's There's still a lot of things to be grateful for and, um, you know, I get to come to footy and, you know, catch up with my mates every day and, you know, as much or as hard as it was being out of the team, you know, I've got a great bunch of boys around me, uh, beautiful wife at home that I'm able to go home to and, and vent to and talk to and, as well and uh, I've got my faith as well. So I'm in good stead in that area and um, I wouldn't be the man I am today without those challenges. So uh, I'm pretty grateful. You had a return to the field last week after a couple of little setbacks with the hamstring injury. How would you feel uh, in that game and how are you feeling this week? I noticed you've been named in the extended squad uh, for first grade again, which is a good sign. Yeah, it's, it was really exciting to, to be out and playing some sort of rugby league again. It was a long eight weeks. I, I sort of come back and I was feeling good at about five minutes with the Dragons and uh, I, I think I just tweaked the scar tissue the week after. So it was a little bit frustrating there. I was um, trying to get myself ready as best as possible and um, just set back after set back with the hamstring. But we're finally good to go. Got my first 80 minutes in and uh, yeah, a little bit heavy in the legs after eight weeks, but... Uh, I was really happy to get through the game. Uh, you're leaving at the end of the season, obviously, so Xavier Savage is someone that's looking to come in and, and, and be that fullback for the club going forward. Do you, what's the, the relationship like between you two in terms of you know passing the baton over and teaching him a few things before you head off? Yeah, he's hard case, Xavier. He's you know his own personality. He's got a world of confidence and you know he's got a lot of potential. Um, so it's, I haven't really you know done anything for him. He's sort of taken everything... Um, with both hands himself and he's really doing a good job so uh, looking forward to, to seeing how his game grows over the next few years and hopefully it's it's here in the green machine. What are you looking to bring I suppose for the next the rest of your time here at Raiders? Yeah just energy um, you know I want people to remember me by uh, the times outside and inside of footy as well so uh, just the energy making sure everyone's upbeat and um, being that guy that everyone loves playing with so I'm really looking forward to hopefully getting a few more cracks at first grade this year and finishing on the high with the boys. Uh, you've been able to pack a fair bit into your time here. What are some of your best memories of your your time with the Raiders? Yeah, you know, top of the list, obviously, top of the list would obviously be the grand final. Uh, that was uh, that was a really great high for us as a club and as a team and uh, as an individual individually as well. So uh, that'll be one. Um, I think just being able to play with these boys, you know, I've I've come to grow uh, really good relationships with them and playing with some of the best players in the game. You know, Jack Wyden was a Dalian player not too long ago. Big Poppers, you know, win countless awards for us. Um, Hodgie, Jared Croker, you name it, Elliot, the rest of them. All of them are really, really great players and really um, great people in their own right. So I'm really happy that I've been able to share many moments with them and... Um, Hopefully a couple more before mm. I leave. And one big thing you've always had um, since you arrived here is a really good connection with the Raiders fan base, the members, the fans. that They've seen to gravitate towards you and they just love you as a player. So if you have a message for them, um, what would it be? Yeah, it's. I was sort of wondering how you know the news would come about. We're really passionate fans here at, here at the Raiders. So, um, But they've, they've, they've been nothing but supportive. They've really come up and... You know, he said we're gonna miss you, and but we but we totally understand with my family uh, side of things, and uh, I just wanted to thank you guys for being so supportive in that area, uh, not just through the period of me 
um, signing back home with the Warriors, but through the whole journey as well, through 19, 20, um, last year in particular, you guys have been nothing but supportive, and um, I'm really grateful for you guys. I'll, I'll always be Raider 355, and hopefully when I see you guys around uh, for the rest of the time here and the future, you can come up and say hello. Awesome, mate. Love to hear that. And, yeah, as I know, that the fan base are appreciative of everything you've done for the club, as are all of us as well. So um, thank you. And like I said, we've still got a bit of time left, so we don't have to say goodbye finally just yet. But um, well done, mate. You've done a great job being a, a big part of this club, for, like you said, for a few years now. Cheers, thank yous. Raiders head to Seabus Super Stadium on Saturday afternoon to take on the Gold Coast Titans. The team will be looking to make it three straight, as I mentioned, after the wins over the Storm and the Warriors. Uh, Loz, we've come up against a Titans team, a little bit unpredictable at the moment with the way that they're playing, out of contention for the finals, but still have some very experienced players in their team and very dangerous players as well. Yeah, they're currently sitting in 15th position on the ladder, which is um same points as bottom of the ladder. So it's obviously been a dif- disappointing season for them. But, um, yeah, they've got so much talent across the park. They've got Origin reps. They've got you know, exciting players as well. So, um, yeah, it's no one, not a team that we can take lightly. Yeah, absolutely. The guys like Tino, um, Dave Fafita, um, AJ Brimson, Chans, they're all very dangerous players if they can put it together on the day. Yeah, like Loz said, you know, they, they wouldn't be in the team if, if they weren't uh, NRL standards. So... It's a really big game for the boys coming up this weekend and uh, it's going to start with our forward pack, I think. They've got a really young, exciting forward pack led by Tino, so uh, it's going to be a good game. How good has our forward pack been this year? I mean, you look at Papa, Joey Tarpany in particular. I mean, yep. those two um, in particular taps, they're, they're just absolutely, you know, leading from the front every week. Yeah, no, they've been massive for our team, uh, those two boys. And a lot of the other boys around them too. You know, they, they lead from the front and it's up to the other boys to, to help up with that as well so um, really exciting their game at the moment and really looking forward to them continuing to build into finals. Jamal Fogarty will play his first game on the Gold Coast since leaving the club there to join us at the start of the year Loz I'm sure that um, he'd probably be looking forward to a good game up there on his old home turf. Yeah absolutely Um, he's been playing great for us too he's hitting some really good form so I bet he's super excited to be going back home and playing against his old club and hopefully getting a win against them too. As I mentioned, he's been working really well um, over the past couple of weeks. Him and Jack have got that bit of a combination going now, Chance, and um, they're starting to interchange a little bit more too. Like you'll see both of them starting to pop up uh, on each side of the field at the moment, and I suppose that comes with a little bit of time playing with each other. Yeah, 100%. You know, Jar had a, a little bit of a late start to the season, and, uh, you know, it's definitely starting to show dividends what's happening. Uh, time, time can help a lot of things, and it's really helping our spine at the moment. And our spine is really important. Looking at the ladder, um, Loz, and I know that the football department take it one game at a time, and that's great, but you you have got to look at the big picture at some point. And this is a really important one for us as well because um, there's a number of teams over the next couple of weeks uh, in similar positions on the ladder to us that are playing each other. So we need to keep keep on winning to stay in contention with them because our for and against is probably just a little bit behind the other teams in the same position as us. Yeah, I think there's four of us in that in that same amount of points that um, are fighting for that eighth spot at the moment. So, um, yeah, it's crucial that we keep winning as much as we can and obviously they're all playing each other at the moment so that'll 
sort of split the competition a little bit. But um, yeah, we can. We just need to focus on what we can, and that's getting as many wins as possible. Yeah, that's right. We've got a few players starting to make their way back from injury and illness and things like that over the next couple of weeks as well. So the squad, the competition for spots is definitely going to be there. Uh, one injury chance that I'll ask you about: uh, the coach. How's he been at training this week after that uh, that calf celebration on the weekend and, and popping that one? Yeah, he's been good. I I didn't really understand the extent of it until I spoke to him <laughs> yesterday morning. So, no, he's good. He's getting around uh, a little bit slower than he usually is, but he, yeah, he's all right. You could probably give him a bit of cheat this week because he can't chase you. <laughs> yeah, I just have a big grin when I walk past him. <laughs> uh, last week I had Tom Starling. Uh, down for a try. This was actually going back a couple of weeks ago because we missed the pod last week. Uh, Loz, you had Hudson Young and uh, Atta Mariotta, who was our guest, had Joe Tarpany. So none of those actually came to fruition. So let's uh, move ahead to the Titans game. What have you got for us this week? Sebastian Chris try. I think like he's a bit of a lock-in at the moment. That's he's, right, leading he's leading the, the try scorer. He skipped, so ahead of the, he skipped ahead of the other boys there in the try scoring race. So yep, Sebastian Chris, what about your chance? Yeah, it's hard to go past big Jackie boy. So he's... Usually pretty good up up there on the GC, and I'm sure he's looking forward to a big game. Absolutely. I'm going to go for Jamal Fogarty to score a try on his return to the Gold Coast. He's he's starting to run the ball a little bit more each week, and uh, he's doing a good job. So I'll lock in Jamal. Well, there it is. Uh, Chan Zinkel-Cookstar, thank you very much for joining us, mate. Um, we understand uh, you know, it's hard to come on and do things like this when you're not in the team and also when you're leaving the club. But as always, you show your class and um, spend a bit of time and, and talk to the fans, which is what this medium's all about. So thank you. No, nah, too easy. Thanks for having me. And Loz, thank you. We got through another week and uh, hopefully we're back here next week talking about another Raiders win. That would be great. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> there it is. Behind the limelight, thanks to OAC Digital. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>